0: Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 279. It's a man's drink. My name is Josh Kanal. To my left, Courtney Hawking. A
1: lady's drink. <laughs> and to
0: my right, Brett Cropley. <laughs> Good evening, viewers. You got what? no drinks left. He's yeah.
1: on the Bear Grylls juice.
0: Brett Knight. Yeah. Mm. Want a- Water. That's not what is Water's art. a man's drink.
1: Okay. Slam it down fast.
0: Oh, you thought I was drinking urine.
1: The Bear Grylls drink. Right. Yeah. Do you think I he see. could release his own kind of like solo-esque beverage?
0: <laughs> that's, uh, I wish you wouldn't. We're back. <laughs> this episode of Box Cutters is about television. The show generally is about television.
1: That's possible. So it hasn't changed in six years. In
0: six years it has not changed. No, that's, that's good. Despite all of Brett's attempts. <laughs> to make it a about radio <laughs> press
1: radio press radio press mm, George yeah. Foreman
0: <laughs> you can turn everything into boxing or food <laughs> references can't you Courtney
1: hey girls got a passion I can make it happen
0: in this episode of box cutters we are going to speak to <laughs> Chas Ah, oh. are we well, I am, oh. and when I say going to, I mean I recorded this last week. Yay! And when I say recorded last week, this this is a warning for the interview with Chaz. I, I was I was sick at home in bed. Got the phone call from the ABC going. Do you want to speak to Chris Taylor? So do it f- wasn't Andrew
2: Hansen. No, because you'd have loved that.
1: Do you want? I, I, do you like Andrew Hansen?
0: The question was, do you want to speak to Chris Taylor? And I was like, well, I'm just I've just gotten into bed for a nap. <laughs>
1: That's, can, that's how committed he is, box cutters listeners. I was I sick. just was having a nap. I was and yes yeah, And pub. then what happened?
0: And so, can I do it this afternoon? And then I got a phone call a couple of hours later going, What about Chaz Lichardello at three? And I went, That's perfect.
1: <laughs> so you traded a chaser for a nap.
0: And, and ended up with Chaz. So I had a nap mm. and Chaz Lichardello, who's clearly the best of all the chasers.
1: I don't know. I'd, I'd find it a tough one. I quite like Chris Taylor.
0: I like Julian. If,
1: yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, if you had to pick, you'd pick Julian.
0: Yeah, and um, and then Chaz, and then Chris and Craig, who are a, a oh, pair. Like yeah. you can't separate them.
1: No, you can't. I've seen them kissing. You yeah, can't.
0: you can't separate them.
1: Not in my mind.
0: And then there's that other guy. So I anyway. like
1: that guy. So you're doing an interview with Chaz.
0: But I was sick, and and so I just had to use whatever equipment I had <laughs> with me at home at the time. Were you dressed to do. Uh, I did put on pants. Excellent despite anthony morgan telling me not to
1: <laughs> you can't listen to anthony morgan no. for advice it's no way to live
0: uh, so i just had to cobble together some kind of recording system from some sticky tape a ribbon and <laughs> three three tin cans
1: yeah and an old birthday card and uh, play happy birthday when you yeah, opened it when you opened it yeah. so
0: the the sound isn't great oh, it's well. not it's not my favorite
1: microphone but the content will more than make up for but that but the
0: content is just Superb. Also coming up in this episode of Box Cutters, we'll have some letters to Box Cutters. I'm going to uh, discuss some new shows from the US fall season. Give you a heads up on what's coming up and what we might be reviewing later on this year in Box Cutters. You'll be teasing us. Yeah, I will. I will. You've got funny hair.
1: Hey.
0: Is is that what you meant? No. Right. (laughs) Your hair's great. Letters to Box Cutters... One thing. I feel sort of evened out now. Finish off with some pork. As always, they were going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. (laughs) So Brett, I I uh, I think I've mentioned this in the past mm. that China has a talent show called Supergirl.
2: Ooh. no, I'm, I'm going back through the memory banks and it, it's not striking a hit. Most certainly, function the uh, Super So so looking for for the new Lois Lane. No,
0: because Lois Lane is not Super Girl. Lois, no. Lois Lane is just Lois Lane. Well, uh, All right,
2: first of Superman and Lois Lane.
1: They're trying to they're trying to find a girl in China who survives to adulthood.
2: Oh, Zing. God. <laughs> oh, so early, Courtney. <laughs> hey, so early. You
1: know, you knew what you were getting into when you brought me here
0: For, just before we get letters in. Okay, before we get letters in. Supergirl is Superman's cousin.
2: Oh, really? Yes. What? Okay? No, no, so that doesn't work cuz Krypton was blown up. Supergirl <laughs> was, is Superman's cousin. Was that
1: girl Adam West's cousin?
0: No. Batgirl is Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, so this is a, a, talent, a talent show that they had uh, in China that has now been axed. And there is some controversy over the axing because the axing has come from the government, uh-huh. not from the network. It was on a satellite, uh, uh, on a satellite network called Hunan Satellite TV right. mm-hmm. in China. It's the second most popular network in China mm-hmm. and runs as competition to the government-run
2: network. Which is just full of, of government spin on stuff. Everybody be happy, kind uh, of gymnastics.
1: A lot of gymnastics. A lot of ah,
2: gym, lo, yeah. A okay. lo, lot of gymnastics. So it's not the propaganda network. No. Every network's the propaganda network. It's China. China. What do you? What, do you, what do you, it's But
0: the, why uh,
1: don't they like Super Lady?
0: The government says it's because the first episode of Supergirl for the most recent series ran over time. It's a ninety-minute show. Ran for one hundred and eighty-three minutes. This is fantastic. <laughs> we should we should get this policy here. And, okay, well, and this is this is my thing. So they've so mm. so they've taken it off the air. It, it ran through the entire series, got to the end of the series, and, <laughs> and they went.
1: By the way, that episode at the start, you're done. You're
0: done, and, and other episodes since have only run over a, a couple of minutes. But Hunan Satellite TV ha- has been warned about this in the past mm. by the government. Uh, so so the, the government has said that's it. You can't you can't do it. Can't bring it back. But then in their statement, Hunan Satellite TV. Put in this cryptic thing about having morally and ethically uh, mm. clean content right? for future years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which has then led the BBC to say, well, clearly there's something else here. Mm. I, I don't stand on the side of the Chinese government a lot. No? No. There's a lot of things that I don't think they're good with.
1: <laughs> Let's not go through them, but I think I see what you're saying. Yeah,
0: Brilliant yep. executions. That... Being said, I think the idea of of the government saying, you know what, shows aren't allowed to run over time... Do, do you know is, what? is a really good thing? Like <laughs> who, that, that is that is a great Chinese policy. Who
1: knew that so many writers from Bo into the Green Guide were on the same side as the Chinese government? I know. Who knew? So this is
0: this is the thing. Like the, the there is no single point that anyone can can look at. And I, I've I've read through articles in Bloomberg and BBC and mm. uh, uh, China Morning Today or what is it? China Daily. Uh, newspaper, not one of the uh, actors from Kegney and Lacey. <laughs> the uh, I've gone through a lot of research on this, and nobody can actually point at a, a single moment in Supergirl where they stepped over the, the line of
2: it was questionable about the morals or
0: ethics. Or, or ethics, and the other thing is that it,
1: is Supergirl is the show about a girl who's really good at making iPhones. Very it's quickly? a talent. It's a talent show. Uh, so it's whoever makes the it, fastest, yeah, iPhone. The fastest yeah, yeah. iPhone.
0: Yeah, uh, the fastest iPhone. Yeah. The just
2: <laughs> going to anyway.
1: I'm a political comedian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so was it immoral that they ran over time? Well,
0: I think the problem. I think the problem is actually, and Bloomberg alluded to this, and everybody else has kind of just ignored it. Why aren't people just saying it? I, I think. I think the In problem. Mm. I think the problem is actually that Hunan Satellite TV is possibly going to be more popular than the government run. Oh. I... I see, and so and and that is uh, that runs counter to the government's agenda of being, being the most popular TV um, network, right? In the world. Because then they can control the message. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I th- so I think that's what's happening. So they've taken the most popular show yeah. on Hunan Satellite TV off air. Don't
1: get too big for your boots. Exactly. Okay,
0: that's what's happening. That's not good in China.
1: I wish. I mean, I wish they would. I wish the Australian government would go. Hey two and a half minutes see later, uh, went over time. Well, you know, the Australian that government... That would be good. Mm-hmm. This,
0: the Australian government, currently doesn't even have uh, have jurisdiction over the, the networks themselves, why really. Not, why
1: not start now? They're not doing anything. Why not start this? Well, and
0: case in point, Channel 7 are now looking at ways to further blur the lines between television and advertising. A company called Myriad in the UK... Has technology that allows networks to superimpose digitally products into shows that did not have them in there previously
1: what like, uh. like you know when you 're watching it and then they have like the, the line at the bottom that
0: no, means no you can 't
1: stay there it's, they're, it's, they're, it's um,
0: more like if you have a uh, if you have a kitchen table, mm. just say you 're watching an old episode of Roseanne. Yep, and on Roseanne, they always had the generic brand. Yeah, because, uh, it's because they were a poor struggle, right? They were a poor family, and that's all they could afford. Mm. But instead, uh, they superimpose Australian Kellogg's cornflakes on the table.
1: Uh, I would, I would get a gun and shoot my TV like Elvis.
0: Right, Channel Seven have licensed that technology and the, are planning to, they, to use it in their don't they, wait, wait, Sydney wait, Morning Herald. spoke they, to spoke to Channel Seven? about Can they this.
1: do that in? Do they have the rights to do that in any programming or just their own made content? So like if I'm still not watching Pack to the Rafters, I can continue to not watch that?
0: Well, I think that's I I think that's a a metaphor the licensing of the actual content. So yeah. so if they've bought content from ABC in the US that allows them to do that, then they're allowed to do that. Really? The government has no restrictions on it except for the fact that uh, Australian networks are not allowed to... Like a, an, an ad has to clearly be an ad and content has to clearly be content in factual programming.
1: Well... So only in
0: factual. But only in factual programming.
1: And what percentage of programming is factual programming? Do we
0: know? Oh, like Current Affair, Today Tonight. Well, on Channel 7 it would be Today Tonight. Border the security? News. No, I don't think border security would count.
1: That's that's a very it's a very tricky thing. It's going to be once again for the for the um, the Gillard government a uh, thing that's raised by people freaking out about it and them having to make up some crap as they go along. I would think.
0: Are people going to freak out about it though? This is this is the thing. Mm. Is this big enough for people to actually get angry about? We had the thing on the uh, on the Box Cutters blog last week about uh, the uh, lawsuit that the AFL, NRL, and Channel Seven are now. Sorry, and um, Telstra, Telstra are now taking out against Optus for their cloud-based recording services. Mm. Uh, nobody got upset about that. Uh, page, yeah. three, page three of the Herald Sun that day, mm. uh, which is the, the day after the, uh, after the first hearing, mm. uh, page three was about a cat. 75% of well, page three was about a cat. Okay. Now, it's not just any cat. It's Graham. Oh, Graham! It's Graham Riley, Ace of Cats. Yeah. And since that, uh, yes, that story has been syndicated to Brazil, Argentina... Hong Kong. Hey. Uh look, Chile, I believe. His name's maybe Graham.
1: Portugal. He's a super cat, you know. Uh, but um, it's, so, like so Channel so 7 no one been no in, one cares in about
2: it. No, no, no. They they have. Uh, with their with their station ident uh with it all being McDonald's branded. Uh that that's something else that's come up in the last uh, little I bit. I think it's no so no, the the, saying they got they got look you are doing this advertising and it was during children's programming specifically. So it, that's that's what what people did.
1: freak out about that.
2: That's children's programming,
0: but According to Channel Seven, the actual part of their airtime was not <laughs> program airtime that was advertising airtime. So they take time out of advertising airtime to uh, to promote themselves, and that is an ad. So anytime they have their logo, they can have the logo of as his-
1: yeah. It's a different thing. But what but what mm. we're saying is people do get upset by you never know with these things. I always think what what riles the peeps in the suburbs about stuff you, you just never know.
0: You know what upsets me about about this, and I, I don't care about product placement in TV shows. If that's how you get your TV show made, that's how you get your TV show made. Yep, Apart
2: from Bones, which is just too over the top, and they actually do it in the in the show. Two, I don't care. I don't, I don't.
0: I don't watch Bones. If that's how they get their TV show made, that's how they get it made. Mm-hmm. If it's entertaining enough for people to watch it and other people to buy it, fine. But if a network is putting ads into the show after market. Mm. If they're changing the content of the show, mm.
2: that's yeah. what I have
0: problems the with. Other, when when
2: yeah. Get Smart uses his shoe phone and it's the Nokia brand.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, I have problems
2: with that. Yeah.
0: Uh, just briefly in the news, uh, New Idea have a new uh, TV show. It's going to start on Channel 7, uh, which is the New Idea Test Kitchen. That's that's a
1: great name for something, isn't it? It certainly doesn't sound like burnt stuff made in test tubes.
2: (laughs) We've got a lot of experimental kind of TV titles at the moment. So we've got the Bazeera Project, Project. 7pm Project, uh, The Test Kitchen. It's it's like nobody really wants to commit to a proper show name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good gag. That's good. Uh, the uh, but the, the new idea test kitchen is, is a real thing. It's, it's where they test the the recipes that they have. Surely in the somebody should
1: have tested that before they put it in the freaking magazine. Don't you give me a recipe in a doctor's surgery and go eat this cheese thing, and then I get home and find out no one's eaten it before it tastes like crap.
0: Right. That's what, so they test it before it goes in the yeah, magazine. But I don't
1: want to watch someone test it.
0: But that's what the show is.
1: But it'll be crap. Yeah, yeah, the way but you, you, get have to serve the
0: you have to see the purple cakes. You have to watch it now.
1: I don't have to do you anything because it's on TV. You'll
0: watch it and you'll enjoy it. (laughs) So that's uh, that's that's one thing. Brett, you had a a couple of stories about Channel Ten. Yeah,
2: Channel Ten. Well, uh, we know about. uh, We've heard about their ninety minutes news service uh, coming up from five pm. uh, Which you know, Channel Ten are uh, shifting, uh, deck chairs around a lot, trying to figure out how Mm. to do the news stuff. Out of that, we are seeing the demise of the Channel Ten late news and also sports tonight. Uh, the Sports Tonight brand will still be part of the 90-minute uh, bulletin. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be 45 uh, I mean, minutes of it now. There's no more uh, Sandra Sully at uh, at that 10.30 oh, or whatever. I
1: always liked seeing Sandra when be, like, you're like you watching TV and it's a bit late and you really should go to bed and then Sandra turns up and you're like, Sandra, that's a weird dress. And you'd watch the sexual
2: tension between Sandra and Brad as they go back to the weather. Yeah. Um, and also George Danikian, who's been at the network doing news for 20 years, uh, has announced that uh, clearly the direction of the Channel 10 News is uh, going to a younger... Kind of crowd. Uh, so, so the new news uh, on the weekends is going to be out of Sydney and it's being presented by Natasha Belling, the worst way to spell Natasha ever, and uh, <laughs> Matt Doran.
1: That makes me really cross. The whole, uh, we're going for a younger demographic so we'll get some younger people. It's the news. I want an old guy or woman, but we don't have them, so an old guy to tell me because he knows stuff and he's been mm-hmm. doing it for ages. So like, hang
0: on, you, you want someone you can trust. <laughs> I do. You want someone he he, he can trust. Brian Tell, Naylor's dead. You the news. If that's what you're know, going for. I know. I know. It's not what I'm going for. But I'm, I'm saying th- this is the this is the thing about TV news. I don't watch TV news anymore. Mm. Do you, Brett? I not
2: not commercial. I
1: Cotton? I don't watch a lot of TV TV. But if yep. I'm home and the news is going to be on, I'll put it on for a bit. I won't watch the whole thing. But yeah, I do.
0: Cause I I get my news from the radio and the internet.
1: My radio doesn't really work, and the internet. Yeah, I get it mostly from the internet. But yeah. I do watch it and, and I really hate this, this weird ageism that we have now in television that we probably always had. That uh, we'll get someone young and good looking to do it. It's like, oh, we've got a hot looking swimmer to be the weather guy now. Why?
0: Well, and, and, uh, Teach
1: kids to swim. That's what you're good at. Tell it's, me it's sunny in Sydney.
0: It's bizarre. I don't think, I think the problem with news isn't who's hosting
1: no it's it's the team behind them and what the you know the head of news is is deciding what the stories are going to be and and you know the direction that they're going to take with it. that's where it comes from that's,
0: what are people getting from watching the news on Channel but people 10?
1: the thing is i mean it's it's easy for us to say. We don't do it, but so many people—that's the only source of news that they get.
0: But what are they getting from it? I mean, that's that's the thing. Stories
1: if, about football for fifteen minutes, if mostly. People are,
0: if people are turning off and they're and they're changing hosts like they're changing underwear, yep. weekly, yep. The uh, <laughs> eh? uh, too much stinky information bear stinky Channel Ten. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, all right. Don't change their underwear. Surely the problem is not the hosts. Surely the problem is the content.
1: And, but this is, this, is, this is my problem with a lot of television now. It's, it's, about, it's not about the content anymore. It's about the people who look like. It's even, it's even the same problem with the 7pm project. It's supposed to be, you know, pe- a lot of people think of it as a news show when it's not presented by journalists. It doesn't have, you know, a news team behind it. It has a couple of comedians and Carrie Bickmore. Um, but maybe and, and that's, that's more
2: a, a, a commentary on on what's happened to news in on this, commercial this, networks. This is in Australia. what I'm
1: saying. It, that's what news is now on on commercial networks in Australia. It's about yeah. how it looks. I
2: would
0: say I don't believe you, Courtney. Except that we had a letter during the during the break mm. uh, where a reader said, uh, sorry, a, l- a listener said that they get their news. Their whole family gets their news from the 7 p.m. program. Exactly
1: because the, the the people that are making the distinction are people like us who watch a lot of television and and have a a deeper interest in how it's formed in that background and and what it it means, whereas a lot of people go, oh, I'm tired when I get home, what's on the TV? Oh, I like that guy. And that's it. It's that simple. And so now networks are buying into that part more than what us schmucks think. Right. And that... Is the Box Cutters news. Hi, you're listening to the Box Cutters on the internet. It's called a podcast. My name's Rod Quantock. I've been on the Box Cutters and it's one of the most stimulating, innovating and exciting programs I'd ever wish to be part of. Can I have my $10 now, please? So, Courtney, The
0: the Chaser has a new show starting next week on ABC1. Why? Yeah, I don't... I don't really know. But I was given the opportunity to speak with Chaz Lichidello from The Chaser and ask him. The show is called The Hamster Wheel. Why? Yeah, I didn't ask him that.
3: <laughs> uh.
0: But I did start by asking a softball question. Uh. Well- about why they've changed direction?
3: I've always said I don't want to be a 50-year-old guy running around in a nappy in public. <laughs> so the, uh, that just gets a little bit pathetic. And, you know, I'm, I'm not 50 yet, but I'm closing in. And so um might be time to uh to just try a slightly different form of comedy, more analysis-type comedy. Obviously, we're not exactly the quarterly essay. We're, um, <laughs> we're a bunch of comedians. I, I would say it's more in-depth than what, we've done in the past, but I wouldn't say it's a hell of a lot more in-depth.
0: The Chaser started as as a newspaper and then came to TV as part of an election leader. Mm. Is that... Yeah,
3: we're a newspaper, and then, and then, and uh, then, yeah, and then the... Andrew Denton stole us to, to do his election coverage. For uh, us. He,
0: he steals everything. So, <laughs> with that, I mean, you're saying more insight and analysis, but the election chaser really started with insight and analysis.
3: Oh, I think that you're being overly generous to the to, to what was on the air when we did election shows, but this show is going to focus on two basic things. One is the actual yeah, news, what's going on in the news, which we've always done, that there's nothing new about that. Um, what is new is that we're going to be focusing a bit more on the people making the news, on, okay. the, on actual actual news shows. If you imagine, yeah, you know, the current affairs segment we used to do on the uh, war and war everything, but about everything, the whole news world, and then make us a bit fatter and a bit bolder, and a bit less funny and a bit tighter, and that's yeah. That, that's the kind of thing you can look forward you to.
0: You really you are really selling the shit out of this show, Chaz. you really
3: <laughs> Don't that. <say. laughs>
0: but you say less less stunts in in the yeah. way that there are gonna be no stunts. Mm. Do you think people are going to be disappointed with that? Because look, it's it's the stunts that it's the stunts that get your headlines.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, okay. Well, no one's happier than us if we don't get headlines because we de- we didn't get in this business to to become yeah you know, the, the number one enemy of dickheads on talkback radio. So, I, um, but. Um, yeah, no. So I'd be very pleased if we if we weren't a headline. But the but you you make a fair point, which is there are a certain a certain sector of our audience, primarily the sector of the audience that like me, which is you know twelve year old boys. Let's face it, uh, who who dig us because we go around and mess up McDonald's, and um the uh and when we don't do that kind of stuff, they might be a bit pissed off. It's 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 a risk, that, you know you just can't stay in the same place forever. We're kind of like a comedy shark.
0: just keep on moving when denton stole you as you say i you (laughs) know i like to think kidnapped but whatever (laughs) to to make a tv show Mm. what were the barriers that you came up against
3: we would it would take us you know about three weeks to produce a weekly newspaper and uh so we put out our weekly newspaper something like once a month yeah tv shows don't Shouldn't come out once a month, so uh, we we never really thought at that point in time that uh, that we necessarily had what it took to to take the take the big step up. The the thing that really changed it for us was like we talked about before. We started doing these stunts, which filled filled up a lot of a lot of time. Like in a in an average chaser show, there's usually five minutes of news comedy and twenty minutes of Candid Camera. You know, so Candid Camera, Candid Camera meets Jackass. Wait, see when when you
0: say candid Cameron meets Jackass, that sounds shit. Yeah,
3: yeah, it but, does, doesn't it? I never watch
0: us. Right, but, but that's <laughs> but that's not what ended up happening. What ended up happening was this kind of this this combination of the two that I mean and you're right, if 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 you were to explain it that's that's what it's it it would be Candid Cameron meets jackass. But <laughs> it really showed off Australian society in in a way that no other show was was doing it at the time and it was it was showing us, to borrow that th- thing from the, the DGEN sketch, it was holding up a mirror to Australian society. <laughs>
3: and we've, we've made fun. We've used that that expression in a mocking fashion so many times. It's, it's so <laughs> easy. <laughs>
0: but it's it was really doing that. It was showing how how shit our security was, how much Mm. we just didn't take anything seriously. Mm. It did things... It it was like the... Oh, what is that bit of the footy show uh, where they do the Vox Pops and just speak to idiots in the street and make fun of them? Yeah, straight talk, yeah. Yeah, so it was was like... it, It was like a more intelligent straight talk that actually... Made points.
3: Oh, well, I appreciate that. If I was going, yeah, to, to to be serious for a second, I think that um, I think that the what's important with the TV show and what defines your TV show is not the actual format. It's the attitude that you show when when bringing that format to life. Like you know, you, you can there are panel shows out there and panel shows out there, and there are yeah, and they, and they can be very very different. You know the, uh, and I think that um, that we've always been informed with a certain. A impatience with uh, the world as it is, and B a lack of compunction when it comes to restraining ourselves. Uh, yeah, and I think that um, I think that, that that while that shows through in, in our work, hopefully it uh, won't disappoint too many people. But you know, you just never know. There's a lot of people out there who who lives to get very angry with comedy. I don't know, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, there's no other form of television or in fact, entertainment, which gets people as angry when they don't like it. Like you know, if, if there's a drama, if I'm watching, you know, some the latest Australian drama set in the gold fields or something. And I think, Oh, this is a bit crap. I don't, I don't ring up the radio and scream and I I don't complain and don't get angry and furious. But when there's a comedy like say at home with Julia, that some people don't like, they just go off and I'm not quite sure why that is, but uh, it's it's the world we live in. So we just have to deal with it. I'm afraid.
0: Yeah. I think um, senses of humor are like assholes or something. It, it, <laughs> yes. Everyone stinks, or something like that. I, yeah, I, I think I think you
3: got. That. Yes. I think it was actually the chaser. are like assholes <laughs> and that's where it ends. I think it's a, something like that. But I think another you know, thing as well is that that's that's unified everything that we've done up to now and this is something that Andrew Denton really used to hammer into us. We tend to make gags about things that we're just a bit pissed off about. Chaz, have
0: you got a live audience for Hans to Wheel?
3: We do. It's a smaller audience, uh, mainly because we just can't find enough people to fill up our <laughs> whole studio. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, the, the War and Everything was about Three fifty, I think, from memory, and oh, that's this, huge! This, yeah, it was. It was um, it was massive. It really cost us quite a lot to pay all those audience members. But now we've um, the audience is about seventy, so it's going to be a bit a bit more of an intimate vibe. I think they that's the way they put it. So yeah, so small audience. How
0: much does it change the way you perform the show? Not just not just write the show, but perform the show to have a, a live audience.
3: That is a question that actually takes up an inordinate amount of our attention. It was one of our constant grievances in the war and everything, which is the reason, the actual reason we have a smaller audience. Also, it sounds like a joke, but it's true. We couldn't get the big studio because Gruen was filming on the same night. Right. <laughs> so the, um, the, uh, it, it, uh, we wanted a smaller studio because it does actually affect your performance, not just the material. And it does affect the material because the reason it affects the material is because if you do a show with a big audience and you make three different kinds of jokes, one where it's you know, a visual an easy visual joke, one where it's like uh, calling someone a dickhead, and one where it's a bit cerebral, the first two are going to get massive laughs, the third one will get nothing, and it will seem like it dies in the ass, even if everyone in the audience is going, oh, yeah, that's not bad. And so on TV, it looks awful. And so you end up not only cutting the cerebral joke, but you end up writing more of the dickhead jokes than the visual jokes because mm-hmm. it's just evolution. You just you just get rewarded for it. And um, and so I actually think that it affected A the material you wrote, but also does affect the performance. You're absolutely right. Like you end up A you end up shouting because there's this huge audience that you're talking to. And when you're and when you're at home, you go, Well, why are they talking so loudly? But it's because they're trying to reach someone in the back row from this amphitheater that we're performing <laughs> in. And um and secondly also you sell a joke a lot harder because you you're so conscious of the fact that if it doesn't get a, a laugh it's gonna it's gonna feel like it died. And so you end up selling the joke much harder than you would if you were just talking to a guy in the room. And on TV, the stuff that works best is when it's like you're talking to a guy in the room because you know, the guy on the other end who's watching TV might as well be in the room. So the, uh, so it does affect your performance. And, and we found on the pilot with a smaller audience that all of us pitched our levels much lower than we did in the war and everything. And I think it worked. Because I, and I, I was thinking about uh, The Election
0: Chaser and Chaser Decides where you didn't mm-hmm. have live audiences mm-hmm. and thinking about how different the jokes were when you weren't waiting for a laugh as well. Yes.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the other thing, of course, the form of the joke that you make. When, you're, when you've when you got an audience and you're going for a laugh, you make it so that the joke is, that the joke, the punchline is at the very end of the joke in a in a standard form you, because what, one thing we've learned is that people laugh a lot better, a lot more when they know what to expect. Mm-hmm. When you surprise people, they don't laugh. Even if they like it, they don't laugh. And so you end up making things in a more predictable form.
0: Yeah, and, and that's something that you wouldn't have needed to, uh, to do in the newspaper either. That's right. So coming from a, a, a writing background, you've really had to change the way that you write as well.
3: It's true. Yeah, but having said that, it's, I, I do like the need to be more flexible, but I just, you just wouldn't want to do the same thing over and over again, because then you lose that flexibility and become stale, which some might argue, including some in The Chaser, was starting to happen with the war on everything, which is why we wanted to get out. Right. And not because we were pulled off air like everyone thinks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not, not because you lost Amanda Duthie her
3: job. <laughs> so you, you know you know your stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Can I? Who came up with Tilt Australia? Oh gee, that's, that's stretching the brain cells. Back in the early CNN, which is when that was from, we used to do a lot of things as a group. Like yep. these days, our writing is usually solo stuff that we write by ourselves and then send through a, to an e-group and then we have like a little blood sport gladiatorial thing and they're right where, where we decide what, what wins and what loses. But early on we used to literally sit in a room and Come up with scripts as a group
0: because the uh, w- whenever people bring up ABC and satire and the Chaser and inevitably deride the Chaser for uh, being lowbrow and not satire enough. Yep, <laughs> that's the sketch that I bring up as an example of excellent satire of oh, okay. the the need for something that really takes a look at useless things hmm. that were supposed to help and never did.
3: Well, another thing, I like mean, this that, that the whole. The whole level of satire and the quantity of satire in a show is something we also argue a lot about as well because we do have a fairly broad audience. And when I say broad, I mean, that's not being a euphemism for dumb. I mean, there are some people out there who who watch us who really want some intelligent satire. There's some people who just want political jokes. They don't care if they're satirical or not. There's some people who want who do want dumb jokes. There are there are some people who who want media type jokes. You know, like and just and it's you never think like this until you're making a TV show that 26 minutes is not very long. Hmm. If you actually want to do something properly, like I'm, I mean, I've i been writing a few satirical pieces recently for this show and they go for eight or nine minutes and you don't want to spend half your show on one topic. If six big things happen during a week and you focus almost your whole show on one thing, then inevitably all the people like to get angry about comedy and then go, why do not you talk about that? Oh, bias! And all this kind of shit. It's, uh, it is an interesting balance. Like You want to add a bit of meat, but you don't want it to be boring boring. You want to add it in maybe you don't want to add time. It's quite delicate. Sometimes I wish we could just have a 24-hour sort of Big Brother live type show where we could just walk around being satirical all day, and, um, which is basically in the, in the office. All we do is just spend the whole day bitching and whining. It's about, about the politics or the news or whatever. If get a camera on us, I'm sure it wouldn't at all be entertaining, but at least we deal with that issue.
0: We were talking about Australian audiences before, and uh, mm. and, and you you were just saying, you know, you can't please everybody. Mm. Something that happens a lot with The Chaser and has happened with At Home With Julia as well is mm. the preempting of... Of how terrible the jokes are going to be or how, you know, not terrible as in not funny, but terrible as in... Outrage. As in
3: outrage, yeah. Outrage, yeah. I've got a whole bunch of categories for this show. I've basically divided the media and everything in it into about 20 categories. And one of them is manufactured outrage. And that falls right in the middle of it. But I interrupt your question. You should keep what on was going. That,
0: that yeah. was, how do you,
3: like, can you preempt... Preemptive manufactured outrage. <laughs> well, we we were obviously right in the middle of that in two thousand and nine after the Make a Wish thing. Mm. It was it was a terrible place to be because the answer to your question is you can't. Like you never know where the criticism is going to come from. And, uh, and I've got two golden examples of that in the very same episode, the Make-A-Wish episode, which I might add aired to an audience of yeah, 350 in the studio. And not one of them raised any concerns about it then. And the reason I say that is not to justify it, but to just for where I'm going. In that episode, we were really freaking out about a different sketch. That we thought to ourselves, oh, can we go there? Can we go there? And that was the Fritzel sketch, the Fritzel bunch. Oh, uh, where... yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. For, for the listeners, can you uh, can you can you explain what the Fritzel bunch was? Of
3: course, the uh, the Fritzel bunch was a Brady Bunch parody about about Joseph Fritzel having sex with everyone in his family, and he was the guy who locked his his family in a dungeon and had sex with them for twenty years. And the news had just broken, and and it was a bit of a taboo area, and we kind of saw the line and jumped about a kilometre over it. Bugger it, go for it. It's a funny idea. And it, you know, it's, it's we're not going to have problems with the families of the victims and stuff like we do sometimes because it's in Austria. We'll go for it. We'll swallow it and we'll take the risk. And in the end, no one mentioned that. They were all worried about the make-a-witch, which none of us had thought of was going to be a problem. So it just shows how, including the audience, and it just goes to show how... Um, how you just can't predict what the outrage is going to be about. And the second example was two weeks after Make-A-Wish, when we came back. By that stage, we were very acutely conscious that there were people tuning into our show with the soul purpose of creating controversy there's a, there's a writer in, in the Herald Sun Colin Vickery who in 2009 literally every single week he would have a story about some outrage uh, that we were committing and in fact sometimes the article would be posted online while the show was still on it was that quick <laughs> <right>? <laughs> within five minutes of the of the, of the, of the, of the skit going to air he'd be, he, the article would be up which makes you think there's a template but anyway um, the, uh, except by, by the middle of 2009 It wasn't just Colin victory. There was a whole little mini army of people who were looking for outrage. And so to be honest, we were trying to avoid it. We weren't censoring ourselves in terms of making decent satirical jokes. But in terms of if we had a cheap gag where it involved some obvious point of controversy, we just go, oh, let's just bin it for a couple of weeks. You know, we were actually doing that. Mm -hmm. And even despite that, despite the fact we were going out of our way to just do whatever we could, just to stay out of the paper for a couple of weeks. We still created controversy with a sketch. It was called Guide Dogs for the Blind and Really Munted. And the idea was that it was guide dogs for people who are blind drunk, right? Now, that's not exactly a controversial (laughs) sketch. It's not offending anyone or anything. It's just normal comedy. But somehow, we created headlines because in the sketch... There was a bit where a footballer, a drunk footballer threw a bottle onto the floor next to the guide dog and it broke. Now, anyone who knows anything about tv which you would think a tv writer would would know that you're not going to throw break an actual beer bottle next to a dog <laughs> when you're making a tv show it's going to be a sugar bottle and the shot's going to be faked because you you don't want to go around scaring dogs he's going to film the dog with you know some sausage just out of just out of screen and have the dog turn its head to show that it's you know that it's <laughs> frightened in the comments like it's all tv it's bullshit you know but all of a sudden, we're abusing guide dogs, and, and we've got the, the person from the Offended Lab Dogs Association, whatever they're called, saying how outrageous we are. And we just thought to ourselves, you know, you just can't win. You, you, you cannot predict what they're going to be offended about. So I just don't think you can preempt the preempting. It's impossible. And if you do, you'll end up saying nothing, and that's probably the worst of all. Chaz Lichadello, thank you so much for joining us on Box Cutters.
0: It's a pleasure. This is this has been fantastic. Really, We'd love to have you back.
3: Oh, I, I would I would love to come come, come on again. Especially when I have absolutely nothing to talk about. Unemployed. I think I've an interesting
2: interview. Good evening, viewers. This is Sandra Sultry. I've been playing with my box on the Box Cutters.
0: Disgusting. <laughs> there are some new shows from
2: the US uh, as part of their fall season.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Are they good?
2: Because it, it is the uh, new fall season. Season, it is.
0: Yeah. it's the box cutters spring season. Is it Mark yes. E
1: Smith? Does he have a series?
0: Mark E Smith
1: from the fall.
0: Isn't uh, the band? Thing? Yeah. Ah,
2: ah. Uh, <laughs> it's young person's music.
1: It's not yeah. actually. It's old person's music. That's why I thought you guys would have got it. No, good.
2: Um, Marky Mark. Is there one from them? Him. Them. <laughs> Mark Warburg, uh, you might no, know better. No, rest. there's no, not not in
0: this list. I, I, I've just, there, there are six shows that I've managed to see so far. Because it's quite a bit on drugs.
1: percentage? I want a
0: percentage. Uh, oh, look, this is probably this whole list. I've got six things here. There's probably about 20% good.
2: Are we talking network it's not TV? A lot, is it? No, it's not a lot.
0: No. Some of it is network TV. If I could get through the list, you, you'd hear. Or do, Go you wanna, on. do you want to just keep playing 20 questions? Sure, let's do it, do it. All right. So, uh, the first one, The New Girl, which stars Zoe oh, Deschanel. Yeah. Uh and this is a show that the, the aside from being uh like really sexist, the uh <laughs> the, the 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 feel of the show is so much like a show that I liked and nobody else liked, called Happy Endings. I didn't mind it. It's so similar to Happy Endings that they actually have Damon Wayans Jr. in a role. So it's three couples. No, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not three, it's not three couples in, uh, in, in the new girl. Zoe Deschanel just moves into a house uh, that, that is previously shared just by three men. Ah. And, uh, and, and then they have adventures, or so is my understanding. I've only seen the first episode. I'm bored uh, already. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's not great. A uh, show called Ringer, which is, for mine, the best show.
1: Of all time?
0: To watch while drunk
1: This is Sarah
0: Michelle Gellar Oh, oh yeah Buffy. You're old mate Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, Playing identical twins With Sarah Michelle Gellar That,
1: that sounds sense. very like, like Bewitch Channel 7 daytime movie
0: Alright Bewitched didn't have twins Serena <laughs> they, The cousin they um, were cousins And uh, I dream Jeannie uh, Cousins again And oh, really? the uh, <laughs> And the thing The thing about Thing about Ring Friends Friends Phoebe Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's good Right? Mm. She's she's good at acting. Mm. This has Sarah Michelle Geller in it. Who is not. Who good? is. You know what? She's. Sarah Michelle Geller. She's, she's. Look, let's just say that they use some special effects to make her look like she's in the same room at the same time. Oh. It's a terrible show. It is an absolutely terrible show. Uh, first attempt, I got through eight minutes, 43 seconds.
1: That's not a lot. No. it's And you know, some things when you watch them, you get to like five or six and you're like, I cannot believe it's been only this long. I know. And you, when you're under 10 and you check the time and stop, that's not a good show. Se-
0: second attempt, mm? got through the whole thing. Hilarious. Mm. But
1: not meant to unintentionally, be hilarious. Yeah.
0: Unintentionally. H- I don't know. That's
1: quite, I, I much prefer films that are unintentionally hilarious. Yep. Sitting in the dark and laughing at something with other people. In I, got
0: a, I got a bottle of tequila from a client today. I'm planning on drinking that and watching the the next two episodes of Ringer. Yeah. The thing is, I'm going to make two other people from box cutters
2: watch three episodes of Ringer and not give them tequila.
1: That's not going to be me. I'm going overseas now.
2: So, ringer—is it talking about a dead ringer? Or a a ring—they're identical. They're identical, it, they're identical twins. That's that's the, the meaning of it. It's the about title. someone who uh, uses
0: a telephone. Uh, then there's Death Valley from MTV, uh, uh, which is.
1: Do they take the people from like those, um, you know, uh, reality TV shows uh, with all the young people and put them in a valley with no food or water until they die?
0: No, this is better than that. Uh, uh, this is a, a, a horror comedy. Uh, from MTV about uh this special task force that is uh, that is set up to get rid of the problem of vampires, werewolves and zombies that have invaded the San Fernando Valley in California. But why it's a cops they... it's a cops style show so they've got a, a TV crew following this task force. Oh I
1: see. It sounds That's right.
0: So it's kind of it's a comedy documentary horror thing. It's why it's very would, funny. Why
1: would vampires and werewolves go to a desert?
0: It's very funny.
1: Okay. Is that Fernando? Uh, isn't that the
0: Main Valley of LA? Show called "I want, I just want my pants back." I'm really trying to get through this quickly because yeah. I only put in like three minutes yep. for it. A show called "I just want my pants back." Where uh, were also they? from uh, MTV. Where did they? Which go? is uh, about a guy who uh, has a one night stand. The one night stand steals his pants, and now he just wants his pants back.
1: A whole show, a series, really? a
0: series. It's a whole series. Different person
2: each time. No, same person, same pair of pads. Have we seen anything decent from MTV on TV since, uh, say, Human Giant? Death Valley. <laughs> this is good. Death Valley. Is, is that excellent. the twenty
1: okay. percent?
0: That is that that is about eighteen of the twenty percent.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Then there's uh, the Secret Circle, which is sounds dirty. Uh, which is about a, a girl who is a witch moves to a town where all, all the other kids are witches, and they have a witch off. That's, uh, a witcher. That's, that's as much as I got. From, and uh, and and lastly, a uh, new sitcom called Two Broke Girls, Three Camera Laughter, uh, that stars the girl who uh, who was Nora in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, and uh, and she is a, a waitress in a diner, and a rich girl who is now broke comes to get a job in the diner, and they uh, become friends.
1: Not much to it, is it? Uh,
0: no, but it's actually that's the two percent. That's not bad. Yeah, hmm. it's not bad. Okay. Uh, so that's some shows to look forward to or not.
2: We'll be uh, reviewing some of them, oh, all of them, I'm once so we get episodes,
0: ma- and we can do the uh, rule uh, three. I'm so going to make someone watch Ringer.
1: Don't look at me. I'm up for it. There you go. Yeah, you're up for anything. There
0: you yeah, you're up for anything. There you now
2: you're posted. Have a letter. Did
0: you read it? You're a Save you. No, i No, I'm just the postman.
3: The postman. The postman. The postman.
0: The postman. In terms of how we watch, uh, Kieran wrote in and said, Something you said reminded me of a major TV watching method in my life. My friends and I regularly have community nights where we go to one person's house and obviously watch community. Oh. I find watching TV in this way increases the enjoyment of the program greatly and it doubles... As an excellent reason to catch up socially. Good stuff. I used to do that with friends, with the show Friends. Not go with, over to Friends House. Oh. And, uh, and we would all watch
1: Friends together. They were different times yeah, then. I did, yeah, that they
2: were. Yeah. Uh, it was the 90s. It was before it was, the, the pre millennium tension.
0: Yeah, it's a, lot, it was a lot, lot more innocent. Yeah. A lot, lot more innocent. I don't remember them.
2: Uh, Brett, you've got a, a letter there from Gabby. A long time fan of the show, Gabby. Hi, wrote Gabby. in to say, I really liked the conversation about recommending shows to friends and how hard it can be. As a TV addict, that everyone knows me to be by my friends, often me to be to be. I didn't edit. I'm not editing Gabby's words. You just read them as she's written them. They're intentional, Brett. My friends often come asking for new recommendations. Most of the time, I'm on the money, but sometimes they hate it, which is part of me, which part of me has more fun with. That way, I can argue what I like about it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's good. Yeah. Um, Sorry
2: about the uh, incorrect emphasis there, Gabby. And
0: uh, Louise wrote in to say, I bought the DVD of Almighty Johnson's after you r- raved about it. Just wanted to say, you
2: are totally right. Oh,
0: oh that's Th- good.
1: Because <laughs> after Gabby, I was like... I oh. thought she was wanting a refund. Mm. It is
0: made of awesome.
1: Made of awesome. That's pretty that's good. That's what she says. It is made
0: of awesome. Plus, it's nice to order a DVD from overseas that is already in the right region. Nice work. <laughs> yeah, that's work.
1: true. Thanks,
0: Louise. If you want to send us an email, you can email us, hooray at net. is the email address, hooray at net. Also, there is a contact us link on the blog at boxcutters.net. And go to the blog because there's heaps of content there during the week when we're not doing shows. And this week, we've got another piece from Glenn Peters. Mm. That's going to be coming up later mm-hmm. this week. But also, bits of news and stuff that happened during the week, we put them up on website. the blog. It's a great website. It's just, really
1: good. I look hot. at it and I don't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If you watch one
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Courtney Hocking.
1: Hello. If you're going to watch one thing. If
2: you're going to watch one thing.
1: What would it be?
2: What would it be?
1: Oh, I like this interview this SBS interview style. It's excellent. <laughs> I will be watching uh, United States of Tarot season three. Oh. It got axed this year, which is a bit sad. Was
0: it was it running over time? Yes. Right.
1: And possibly loose morals. Hard to tell. Yeah. Chinese didn't like it. But it's um it's like, I heard someone describe it as the three different series are almost like three different TV shows, like three different interpretations of what ah. the show would be about. It's about a lady who has multiple personalities, um, played by Tony Collette.
0: Australia's own Tony Collette. Yep, not to be confused with Australia's own Anthony
2: LaPaglia.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I watched a bit no. of CSI They've got the same yesterday. first name, but that's... He's eaten a lot of pies. Anyway.
2: Her name's not Anthony. So. No. And she, uh, with Chris in the morning. Chris in the Morning. It's not an Northern exposure reference.
0: Her husband is played by the guy who played Chris in the Morning. John Corbett? Aiden? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm not old enough to know that reference, but okay, sure. Um, it was a
0: TV show back uh, after Peyton Place. <laughs> Sorry, you're... Anyway, so you're I'm going to watch
1: it because it's really good and it's got Eddie Izzard in it and Patton oh. Oswalt. Um, I love Patton and Oswalt. this series is really... This last season of it's quite black but very humor, like very funny, very black humor, and um, definitely 9:30 ABC one. Because I, I,
0: I, I watched a lot of the first season, just did not didn't
1: did like grab it, you. But no. this is and the different they've characters had, uh, like each season. Uh, there are some different ones, and some of them stick around. But because they've had a d- different showrunner for each season, it's oh. like a whole new. If this person was going to write a series about what it would be like to live with multiple personalities, and mother had that had that. This is what it would be so like. So each one's a reboot? Yeah. Pretty much, Um, which is great. I like that. Yeah, and this one I think is the best.
0: Oh, so I could just start with this one.
1: You could. You could pretend the rest of it hadn't happened. I do. Yeah, you will.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Brett, if you're going to watch one thing this week. It's a bit of a late night one, bit for the night owls and the recorders out there. Uh, it's later with Jules Holland, which is on ABC2, Monday to Friday, which is kind of like Sunday night to Thursday night, uh, around about 1am-ish.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I like how you turned into a 1950s DJ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one for yes, the one night for owls. The-
1: <laughs> <laughs> now some Tom Waits. <laughs> yeah.
0: If I was going to watch one thing this week, it would be over and over and over again, The Bazzura Project on ABC2, Thursday night. 9pm, this is this is the greatest show I've seen all year. What is it? Mm. It is... All right, we, we've had these two guys on our show before, uh, Lee and Shannon, who did a show on Channel 31 called The Bazzura Project, right. which is a show where they basically pull apart films and, and look at films in different ways.
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: they are doing a six-part series on ABC2 about the six sins of cinema. Okay. So it is their guide to cinema, spelt with an, an S. S. <laughs> it is joke, 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 joke. It is so funny. I almost had tears. Oh. It is informative. It's clever. I really, and you know, I, I don't really like no. much. This is, I, I mean. You I love it. I was really, this is what I was hoping the joy of sets was going to be like.
1: Oh, Yeah.
0: And, uh, and it wasn't, right? Yeah. It was, it was, it was well, a li- little bit disappointing. What are going to
1: get from ABC2 and what you are going to get from Channel 9? Yeah.
0: The Bazzura Project is, it's like, it's, it, it's, imagine television made by people who actually care.
1: It's like a dream.
0: Yeah. Mm. It's smart people who care, who are enthusiastic, who really want to do something good and entertaining and fun. I can't talk this show up. You can It, it is, sounds awesome. It is mm. so good. Azura Project, it's funny. Channel 9, Thursday. Sorry, 9 pm, Thursday, ABC2.
2: Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done.
1: Pork is
2: on the table. She
0: does some running around, some rolling around on the floor,
2: uh, being attacked by someone. Like Buffy. Because she only got cast for Buffy because she had the martial arts background. Did she? Yeah. She, uh... Look
1: at you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Fine. Didn't mean to question you on that.
0: There's a lot of, uh... (laughs) It's
1: like being at high school. Yeah? How did she not know that?
0: (laughs) Duh. (laughs) It's a lot of looking at a gun. Looking at a gun, putting a gun... Putting a gun in a locker, taking a gun out of a locker. Putting a gun... In a piece of newspaper, taking it out of a piece of newspaper, putting it in underwear drawer, taking it out underwear drawer, all in one episode.
1: That's a lot of moving the gun around. Oh, I can't believe the, the editor pilots. didn't go. They've l- got to be impressive. Three times we're moving the in gun fact,
2: around. In fact, in fact, I wish the show was called "Moving <laughs> the Gun Around." Mm. Uh, uh, the, uh, the the lowdown has been uh, renewed. renewed for a second series. Yeah,
0: friends friends of box cutters. Mm-hmm. The lowdown.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Svi. Yeah, and uh, Amanda Brocci.
0: So yes, big. yes, Amanda brochi, Yeah,
1: that's it. But yes, lowdown,
0: <laughs> being renewed. We're glad about that because uh, it was a good show. Good. No bizarre project, but it's a good show. <laughs> Hey, come on! Very little can be. No. Very little can be. Uh, she killed her again. This was uh, sent in to us by uh, one of our listeners. Yep. Uh, and one of our listeners and a former guest on the show, mm. Narelle M. Harris, mm. uh, is taking part in She Killed Her, the Australian Women's Crime Writers Convention 2011. It's happening next week, the seventh to the ninth of October. Uh, to celebrate women's crime writing on the page and screen and bring a collective critical eye to the field. It's the 20th anniversary of Sisters
2: in Crime in Australia. Inc. Sorry, Sisters in Crime, Inc. uh, Sisters in Crime, Australia, Inc.
0: Sisters in Crime, Australia,
1: Inc. Inc. That took like four goes.
0: Anyway, the convention's going to involve leading Australian women crime novelists with true crime writers, screenwriters, producers, booksellers, publishers, blah, 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 blah. au is where you can find information about that if you're interested in uh, going and seeing some lady crime
2: writers. Uh, Those of the male sex, welcome. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Slow check.
1: I don't. Totally I don't welcome. think we have in very many men can't come meetings anymore. No. We got. We have gyms, but they mostly closed. So pretty much. Yeah. You know, some keeps are going stuff. on
2: about swimming sessions. No, that's Muslims. It's
1: different. Ah. Yeah. Muslim women. Yeah. 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 But you know.
2: Taking up our pools. Like <laughs> yeah, going yeah. All on the
1: people. All the old people don't use the pools anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This but, is about crime writing. And everyone can
2: go.
0: And everyone can go. Yeah. And you can uh, you can find out about uh, writing for crime for TV. There's going to be TV people. There I saw it in
1: the paper. It looks really interesting. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's going to be good. Mm. Uh, this uh, this uh, next next weekend, seventh to the ninth of October. I'll put a link up on the on the blog on the great website. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Toby Halligan's not here, so let's just end it. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters, <laughs> episode two hundred and seventy nine. I want to say thanks very much to Chris from ABC setting up the interview with Chaz Luchidello, and thanks to Chaz for all of his time. Thanks, Chaz. Until next week. My name is Josh Canal.
1: My name's Courtney (laughs) (laughs) Hockey. Prompt, prompt.
2: (laughs) I continue to be bread crumbly. Why? Thanks for listening to Box (laughs) Couchers because I forgot my line just like Courtney did. (laughs) Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey,
0: let's be careful out there. Why? Boxcutters thanks Triple R, whose studios we used to record this show. We couldn't do it without them. Find them on the web at tripler.org.au
1: or on radio 102.7 FM in the Melbourne metro area. This episode was produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley, John Richards, and Courtney Hocking. It was edited by Josh Canal. My name is Peter Wilson, and I command the servers with my mighty fists. If you enjoyed this episode of Boxcutters, then why not give us money to prove it? You can go to their website at boxcutters.net and click on the big orange button that says give us money. It's that simple. You can go to iTunes and leave us a positive review and with as many stars as fits. Or just tell your friends to listen. Try to overload my servers with downloads, I dare you. Also, on the website at boxcutters.net you can read reviews and news throughout the week. It's also an easy way to get in touch with us.
0: Hey, wet is ho- hockey.
1: <laughs> Don't. Soggy we're gonna nerves. get weird emails now.
0: <laughs> wet is what? What I was. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I want to wait, what. They're more what did you damp.
1: Do? They're not wet. What did you do while uh, while you were on break? While I was on break, moist. I watched all of the Shield. That's what I did while I was on break. I watched all of it, and I went back to the start, and I started watching it again. So seven series. That's what I did. Yes, seven. seven? seven. It's amazing, and now I'm halfway through season three for the second time.
0: There was, it was a point during the break where Lyndall and I had to uh, speak to Courtney over the phone. There was an intervention just, and just talk her down. Oh. I was,
1: i uh, very upset. I'm still upset. I'm, st- I was thinking about it on the way here. I'm still upset about that.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm still upset about it, and it was. It was a couple of years ago. You know who? There's, there is someone though, someone very close to us who has never, ever gotten over it. Really?
2: Hi, this is Pete Smith.
0: You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.